Hi guys, how are you doing? So today's episode, we're going to be talking about time travel, and I've already traveled through time, I think. Or, <laughs> or no, you did. I mean, <laughs> right, Daniel? I did. No, oh, you did. When was that? <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I, you, you just traveled, I guess, to a different apartment or a different house. Oh, right, right. Yeah, we just uh, bought a new house. Yeah. So. Yeah, or, that was. That did feel like time travel, though. <laughs> it took. Yeah, exactly. How many days did it take you? Uh, well, it feels like it's still going because there's boxes everywhere. You can't really see anything here anymore. I move them out the way, but yeah, there's boxes everywhere. So it's still kind of kind of going. I know. I, I know what you mean. Because like last time I moved, it was like, I think like, I don't know, a few months after. And it, and it felt like, like just a, literally a day had passed by. So exactly. Yeah. When there's boxes everywhere, it feels like you're just like, not exactly. you're not, you're, you can't get things going right yeah. away, you know? Yeah, exactly. So that's a form of time travel in a way. Because is, yeah. is time travel possible? Well, according to science, it is. Uh, so, you know, you know the dude that I'm sure you heard about, uh, Albert Einstein, came up with the theory of relativity, and uh, mm-hmm. and his take was on it that uh, time and space are, you know, they're connected. So if you alter one, you change the other. Um, and also, you know, the theory of relativity basically talks about uh, how. It's all relative to things. So, like for example, in space, if you're, uh, it's the same. You know, like I'm saying, like relative to how even how you are in your mind, what you're preoccupied. I mean, literally, time can can travel drastically different. You know, it's like that. I heard a saying one time. Was it like time flows much different depending on which side of the of the bathroom door you are? <laughs> because you know <laughs> you know how it is right? yeah that's a fact yeah <laughs> so so it's kind of you know it's it's relative relative to your i guess to each one of our experiences and then when it comes to the i guess theory of relativity according to einstein and i mean it sort of seems to be it's still i guess a theory hasn't been fully proven but uh we still use or we go by that theory uh, when we, for example, do things like with with, uh, with satellites, like you know, like GPS satellites, uh, or any satellite really that's in space, because they you, they have a internal clock, but they travel around Earth really really fast, right? Like I think some right. satellites can they can go from you know like the eight or, or nine thousand uh, kilometers an hour uh, while they're orbiting. So well, because they're going so much faster than pretty much anything on Earth. That means that time travels differently because according to theory of relativity, unless I'm screwing this up, but I'm pretty sure it basically means that the faster you travel or the faster an object travels, the slower the time is going to move. And there's been, I know there's been already tests done with, I think, I don't know whether it was like an astronaut or they just had like a spaceship or space capsule and they literally had two clocks set at the same time. And then one of the clocks stayed on Earth while the other went up on that you know spaceship or whatever it was you know satellite and it just orbited earth really really fast and then when they compared the two clocks the one that was actually on that you know fast moving object was actually slower by like i think it was like a second or fractions of a second but in, in you know it makes a difference it means that time did actually travel slower so according to i guess that's interesting but how do they know it didn't just like the fact they're moving so fast, it didn't just affect the clock that they use. What kind of clock was this that I, they were using? I don't know that, but I, I'm pretty sure, you know, those are some pretty smart guys. Like, I don't know, they had like nuclear yeah, I mean, power clock. 
technically probably the smartest guys out there. Yeah. But so so they, they would they would put in a lot of the you know the potential for for errors. They, I'm sure they would have eliminated it. And uh, again, that's a scientific experiment that's been proven. Meaning, usually people, other scientists, will come in, will try to disprove it, or do another experiment that shows maybe there was a fault there. But uh, so it's not like they did it one time. But um, but actually right. now, because we know already how fast, like depending on the speed that you're traveling, how how time gets affected, and actually all, which is something I learned recently, is that all the satellites, and that's part of the reason why I got into all this, is because the I got uh, recently that whole Starlink internet, which uses satellites, right, to connect to the internet. Okay, I haven't heard of that. And um, and it's pretty cool because then I started kind of reading up on all the satellites and how their whole technology works, and then just in satellites in general. And again, satellites traveling much faster or circling Earth, they're actually their time actually goes flows slightly s- slower than it is for us here. And if you and so. The, the the you know the, the the program the computer program that actually runs the internal clocks within those satellites has to correct for that for that sometimes it's like fractions of a second but it has to correct it because if they wouldn't correct it then you'd have horrible issues like for example like you know pretty much most of us now use GPS for for traveling in a car right <laughs> well the way that it works is you're getting multiple uh, basically satellites that you're reading signal from right. So depending on, uh, uh, like your your let's say your cell phone looks at multiple connects to multiple. I think it has to connect to minimum like four satellites, but usually it will connect to like even 10, 15 satellites depending on how your visibility is. And basically, it connects to these satellites, and re- it just it's a one way signal. So the satellites just emit nonstop this signal, and then our phones pick up that signal. And depending on, it basically looks at the internal clock of each of these satellites. And then it looks right. at how fast or, or how long it took that signal to travel to your phone. And based on that, because you can see that, let's say, this satellite is supposed to be over there, right? And it, it, ta- it took us whatever, you know, took like uh, one eighth of a second faster than, for example, the satellite that's like way, way over there on the other side. So based on that, it looks at all the tiny little differences in time and it compares it. And that's how we can figure out where you are on Earth, right? So right. it's, it's okay. like this constant... You know, just computer basically trying to ma- figure out and match these these things. So, so basically, uh, in short terms, it means that if those internal clocks in those satellites were not being constantly adjusted for the time effect, uh, the the fact that time you know flows slower there, then right. none of this GPS technology would work, or or many other satellite technology wouldn't work. So, so it is already you could say proven that time travel is possible. It's just not maybe what people, I guess expect like you know like back in the future back to the future kind of thing like hey right. let's hey doc let's so jump te- in the car so technically that um that ending to that superman movie where he flew so fast that he turned back time i guess you're trying to say that's a real possibility yeah i guess i mean i guess if you go <laughs> if you go fast enough you technically should be going back in time now I, another thing though that's according to theory of relativity by einstein is that he at least doesn't believe that anything in the universe can travel faster than the speed of light. And if you were to travel at the speed of light, I mean, pretty much, you know, like from what science says right now, you disintegrate. <laughs> so it's not a good idea. But, uh, but if you did manage to travel to the, you know, the speed of light, you technically time wouldn't move for you. Like basically no time would pass for you. If, uh, you know, relative to, let's see what's happening on earth. But if you, 
uh, went faster than the speed of light, then at that point, time would be going backwards, right? And then again, the faster you go from that point, it would go even faster backwards. So technically, I well, according to science, if, if you can go faster than the speed of light, then you could go back in time. Although theory of relativity says you probably can't go faster than than, than speed of light. So, so that that's the kind of the like a sort of a oxymoron. So technically, you you can't travel but, but, in time. Then. Well, no, it's you can. You mean you can travel in time? It's just you you can make time go slower, or you can make time go faster. I guess, but to go so slow that you actually end up going in reverse. Is, is according to the theory, which has not been proven that part, it's uh, it's impossible because mm-hmm. because basically nothing can technically uh, you know again some people you know like Einstein believed that nothing can travel faster than the speed of light, but then again dude, there was there was people like you know was it like 150 years ago when first people started talking and building like you know like the first locomotives even and then cars and then afterwards you know, the Wright brothers were building airplanes and like. In the 1800s, there was all these theories, and people said that, like, when the first locomotive started reaching speeds of like 10 to 15 miles an hour, they basically said you cannot travel. I think it was like the the it was some really big. I forgot the name of the scientist, but um, really well respected. And it was it was actually a bunch of scientists who basically said that uh, they do not believe that you can go. I think faster than like 30 or 40 miles an hour, which is like, oh, man. Uh, yeah, which is like a hundred kilometers an hour that if you go faster than that, you're going to literally, it's going to like rip your skin off your face and all that stuff. That's what people right. thought. And then, you know, of course now <laughs> we travel, no problem. You know, I see many idiots on the highway go way over a hundred. So, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, so it's clearly possible. So again, just because we right now think Time of basically traveling fast in the speed of light is impossible. Does not mean that it's so. So until we get to that point where we can actually test it, then I guess we we won't know. So I think my thing is it's just too hard to wrap my brain around like the paradoxes that would come up if you did travel through time. You know what I mean? Like if well, you met yourself. So like if I in the future travel through time to today, yeah, like. How how does that work? Because, like right now, well, you, you would know, see I yourself, I don't have right? That memory, but technically, I should have that memory because no. it's going to happen. No, no, because that would be you from the future. So you would technically see yourself, but you right now would meet an, I guess, an older version of yourself. But I guess then the 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 thing that messes, I guess, with but most people's mind right is, now. So like. So how is it possible? You know what I mean? No, no, like, but let, let, let's see, because there is actually one guy there. I, I, I didn't, I'm, I didn't put it in our notes, but for today's episode, but there is one guy who, somewhere in in uh, Scandinavian country, one of the Scandinavian countries, who claims he was. <laughs> that was like, it's like one of those funny stories. He was working under a sink, like I saw that, so guy, and then he and crawled through it through the, some hole, and he and met his older. They had the same tattoo and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> But uh, but oh, yeah, man. I mean, I mean, like, so let's say if Daniel from twenty years from now, mm-hmm. you know, let's say he's like, "Fuck this," you know, there's this new time machine thing, and let's try it out. Boom, flies back to here. You meet him right now. I mean, it will be technically you, but it won't be you in your experience. So it would be technically like a clone of you. I mean, as far as you are concerned, because he would have his own body, his own mind, right? He would genetically be, I guess, identical to you. He would just be right. older, 
but otherwise it would just be another person like another copy so if you kept on coming back and back in time you could literally like make a million copies of yourself right which that's kind of what messes with you know i mean with uh i guess with our logic with because we're i guess as far as animals including human beings we're used to this linear time you could say right but then what happens to the time like okay so using that example again if i went back in time to today to this conversation right now what happens to everything that happens after this conversation you know what i mean that like that happened you know what i mean because wouldn't that make like a second timeline because then there's a whole timeline of i guess um, i mean today from before i visited that's gonna happen you know what i mean and then well no but new timeline from when i did visit but in your in your right now experience there would be no other timeline because you right now haven't lived in the future i mean think about this though like if you really think about it for us human beings and for all the animals on this planet at least because we don't know how it is on other planets Mm -hmm. time is essentially time doesn't exist if you really think about it is there really a, a future past and present in your experience i'm saying like my own personal experience yeah if there is a past and a present past present and a future is there such a thing this is for sure the past and a present, but you know, why? the future why, could be why, whatever. Really. Why would you say that, though? Hmm? How is there a well, past, even? How is there? Because like, I have a, I have my own past, right? So No, so you see, you have a memory of what happened, of what you did. Mm-hmm. But think about that. Everything that, that ever happened to you that you remember, so you can, you can label it as your past, all of it happened now. Right in the present, all of it. Even, even you know, just when we started this episode, mm-hmm. it's already you could say we can recollect it and we can maybe play it back, but it doesn't otherwise exist anywhere. It just existed in the now, in the present, right? Oh, okay. So, do you mean if? Oh, okay, I get what you're saying now. And and, yeah, that, I guess, and so I guess technically no, there's no yeah. real past. Like you can't go back and visit it or anything. Yeah, it's not a tangible thing. It's it's all just our recollection. Like literally, if I were to <laughs> right now, I don't know, drive over there <laughs> and hit you in the back of the head with a shovel and then you come out of a comma and then, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, hopefully, you, you know, that wouldn't like mess up your brain any other way. But let's say you lose all your memory. For you, there would be no past. You'd just be like, okay, you know, like a newborn baby. There's no past. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I, I don't know what happened. You couldn't care less, right? So it's right, just literally, it's a mental concept, a past, just as the future is a mental concept. Like, I think one of the episodes we kind of touched on, on it that, I mean, all these problems now that especially like young people have, um, but, you know, whatever, I shouldn't say young people, just people in general. So there's a lot of messed up people. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're complaining about all these things and this and that, and they live these privileged lives. And it's because they're living in their mind. They're always either concentrating on the past, so like, this thing happened to me in the past. Oh my God, you know, whatever. I guess I got spanked when I was a kid or whatever. Like they have all these things and they're reliving moments. So it's not like that mm-hmm. past is here. Those events happen. That's it. And they happen in the now. But they're just reliving it. So in a right. way, you could say they're kind of time traveling in their mind. Or And then you have the other, uh, I guess, spectrum of people who 
are constantly worried. I'm sure you've known people like that. Always worried. Always thinking, oh my God, what is this? Oh my God, what if I don't have money to pay my bills? Oh my God, what if you know, she cheats? Oh, what if, my God, what if this thing happens? Oh my God, what if I get caught? And they're right. always living in the future. But it's not like the future has happened. Nobody knows what's going to happen. It's Again, it's not a tangible thing. They're just right. living it in their... So they're imagining. Literally, it's all a mental concept. But it really, if you think about it, everything that ever happened or anything that ever will happen is only happens in the now. So technically, in our experience, there's only the present. Yeah, that's fair. When you put it like that, that makes sense. So now, okay. going back to that idea, if you from the future were to come back, let's say right now, and it's like looking, peeking out the window out there, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then, you know, he would be, basically, it would be a brand new experience for you. It would be happening in the now, though. Right. And for that Daniel from the future, he maybe would remember, hey, I was recording this podcast and there was nobody there when I recorded the podcast. But for him, again, that was his experience. So in a way, you could say there's a there's two Daniels there because then there will be a Daniel like, like you right now that you're doing a podcast and then <laughs> you yourself show up and now there's two of you. And then in his experience... He could remember, oh, I remember years ago I did this podcast and I was sitting there, but there was no no me from the future, right? So I guess it, it more or less, I guess, would create its own timeline, essentially. I, I guess you could think, but again, it would be a mental concept in his head and, and in your head because right. technically in the moment of now, which is the only thing you can ever experience, you guys would be there together right? and you could hold hands mm -hmm. and skip off into the sunset. <laughs> and that'll be the end of a, oh, a no, romantic person. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's interesting. It makes sense, though. Like when I you mean, when you put it like that, I guess it would make sense. Like that—that's how it would have to happen. I mean, you know, it does mess with your head, though, because th there's actually a story about John Teeter. Have you ever heard of this guy? No, no. Okay, so John Teeter. I'm gonna hear because I don't remember all the details about him, but he's one of those stories that I would say. <laughs> Even though many people said that this guy is not credible, it's whatever, you know, BS. He's one of those stories where I would say, uh, you know, there's something to it. There's there's something to it as opposed to like being complete BS. So basically in the year so 2000. He didn't just crawl from under his kitchen sink and meet himself, did he? Exactly. No, no. It's not, not that <laughs> just like weird, weird, right? So basically this guy in the year 2000, right, a guy calling himself John Teeter, uh, basically you could say showed up suddenly on the internet and announced that he's a time traveler from year 2036. So, it, you know, and then of course people are like, ah, whatever thing, you know. And, it, and it, it's interesting because he, the way he did it is he was on a, on a forum. I forget now which forum it was, but I remember I came across it already after he was Probably gone. like Reddit or 4chan or... Something, yeah, but it was like, again, year 2000, so I, I don't even know if those were around, but something like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, and I remember, I, I think that forum was actually still around. So you can still actually see all the original things that he wrote, things that mm -hmm. people wrote to him. Because because thing, if I find it, I'll put it in the in the link in the description. But there's actually a book that I'm uh, also been like kind of referencing called uh, Who Authored the John Teeter Legend. Uh, it's on on the, um, on Amazon. Again, I'll provide the link. Okay. But basically, he. What's interesting, what I found interesting is when somebody told me like, oh, this dude shows up on a forum and claims he's from the future. 
and nobody ever saw his face, you know, never uploaded any pictures, or it's just text, just him typing. Anything. I just thought, oh, okay, well, I mean, it's easy to just claim anything, and nobody knows anything, and they don't know about where, exactly. you, where you're from. Exactly, I could say the same, the same yeah. shit. What I found interesting, though, is, and I think that's where most people haven't done that, is I actually went, I remember it was years ago, but it was, I think, 2004 or 2005, like when I heard about it. Uh, sorry. And, and, um, and I remember that I was, yeah, I found the forum and I found all the posts there and, and essentially started reading through it, a lot of it, because it went on for, I think it was for like a year. And he, you know, introduced himself very casually, this and that. Uh, some people started asking questions. Many people just ridiculed him, right? And he pretty much just said right off the bat, well, I don't really care about convincing any of you. That's not why I'm here for. So somebody asked him, why are you here for? And he said he's been sent back to 1975 to retrieve an IBM computer. Uh, there's a, a, it says IBM 5100 computer for mm-hmm. something that it's needed for something in the future, in the year 2036. Essentially, he said he was sent as part of this military mission. He's from year 2036, where U.S. has gone through sort of a, a you could say, glo- a global war, like like a nuclear war, but also civil war. Um, he described certain of the events. He said, he's, he's uh, I think he was from Florida, uh, you know, claimed that it was kind of pretty much like, like martial law. Uh, but it was better than some other parts of the United States. Uh, that U.S., I believe China and and Russia got involved. It was like a big nuclear blowout. He doesn't know what happened to the other countries. Like information is very thing. And I just thought to myself, well, you know, it's like a good post-apocalyptic kind of story, right? It didn't take mm-hmm. him, I think. What I found interesting about his story is that he was the first one to kind of then say. Because people, when people started asking him, like, I, f- I think it started with, like, somebody on the forum asked him, like, oh, so if you're from the future, then who, do, do, who wins the World Series this year? Something like that. And he started, like, laughing, and he said, why would I bother remembering the, the who wins every major sports concept, <laughs> you know, from 30-something years, you know, in my past, when, first yeah. of all, I didn't even know if I'm going there. I didn't care if I'm going, you know, uh, uh, wouldn't care about remembering such information. And he said... And in my timeline, he said there is no sports, like major sports anymore. It's just basically the world. We have other bigger problems to worry about. So when he said that, I, you know, and then he said also, he said, even if I told you, he said, you know, uh, doesn't mean that it, it would come true because um, essentially I'm creating a new timeline right now. So by being here, I'm already affecting it. And by mm-hmm. discussing things and altering your decisions or whatever, I'm already creating a new timeline. So it's not going to be the exact same timeline thing. So in my timeline, maybe these guys won or that guy won. And he said, if I already cared about it and tried to remember all that information, then I could relay it. But again, that could have already changed or I could have in some small way affected it or other people who traveled in time could have affected it. So I, right. I And that was the first time I ever heard of that concept, that it was multiple timelines. Another interesting thing was that he said, because um, kind of how he like went back to the 70s because he was supposed to go to 1975, and then he went to the thing and pretty much made it sound like he just did not want to be part of this military experiment. So he's kind of hiding in the year 2000, uh, but he said they'll, he'll, he's probably going to be discovered pretty quickly anyways, and he'll have to run. And he said he can run to a completely like something like an alternate timeline because the time machine that that he had used 
And he kind of described it in one of the posts, I remember. But he basically said it's very primitive technology, meaning the longer or, or the more you want to go into the future or into the past from the current time, the mm-hmm. less accurate it is. If you travel, like, really think. So basically, you got to go faster. Again, you got to somehow travel, transverse through space faster. And that causes it to be less accurate. And he said, but we already know of other beings from this planet, he described, that are far, far more advanced. And they're from both of our futures because they've already visited us in our time and they're already here in your times, he said. And they have much more superior technology, but they're saying that we're not capable of, we're not something like we're not responsible uh, so they, you know, uh, at the, our current state of development, so they can't share that technology with us. Because okay, it, it so those became into it went from time travel to aliens. Well, not really, because he's pretty much saying that they're they're basically humans, but just so far advanced that they oh, guess they might okay. be like aliens, but they're ours, like they're our descendants. Okay, but they're but they, I guess you know, developed and thing. So, you know, it, it's a very, it's a, for me, I remember I got into it and I started reading this whole thing, making notes because, you know, I make films. So I was right away mm-hmm. like, oh, it could be a cool story for a film, right? Yeah, there's a lot of good ideas in there. Yeah. So uh, that's it, kind of why. Good, even if it's a lie, it's, um, exactly. that person's pretty good, uh, pretty good, pretty creative, I should say. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you this, that I, I think, you know, I'm glad in a way that I don't have this judgmental and like, uh, I guess, uh, very ridiculing mind where I'm like, I read something or hear about something and I go, ah, it's bullshit, whatever. And I'm not, I'm not even going to look into it because I feel like if you're a filmmaker, especially, but you know, if you're writing books, coming up with stories, I think you have to be open to really crazy ideas because you never know. Some of these ideas, like, I mean, I've done some, I've done this film called NWO United We Stand, which is a really far-fetched story too. And it actually was from one of these forums. I just read a whole bunch of these conspiracy theories I kind of put mm-hmm. them together. I thought that some were interesting and this and that. And I made a film, you know, went viral on the internet. And uh, Alex Jones actually bought it off of me. And he had it on the, the on his channel and all that stuff. Website oh, before, right. before he got banned on the internet. Um, <laughs> so, like, you know what I mean? Like, the, uh, it's, it's uh, you never know. Like it's just sometimes you can get really cool original ideas by looking at this. Basically, what at the first glance seems like a really crazy out there story. So to me, right. I, I'm still not going to say that I'm convinced that John Theater is a real time traveler, but I'll, I'll tell you, there's a lot of, like, another thing that really made me stop and think is because he will kept on saying over and over, kind of almost like laughing, but almost saying, like, I, I feel sad that you guys don't realize that you, how, how basically that, that you kind of, like, don't realize how much of a lie you're living. He's saying, you don't, you, you're totally not aware. And this is, again, year 2000. Most people didn't talk, talk about things like that, where he says, <laughs> you guys are not aware where your food comes from. You're not even aware of what you're eating, how unhealthy all this stuff is. You know, it says, we in the future, we, we uh, wish we had access to some of these things that you guys have, because, you know, but we had to learn to be kind of more self, I guess, re- reliant on that stuff. And we're also, I guess, after the whole nuclear fallout or whatever, he claims, you know, it's really bad. And when, and right. I just simply thought to myself, like, well, that's like you know, an interesting thing. Another thing he said was that somebody asked him, like, well, how come you don't have all this information about, because they're asking him about what happens in the part of the world or this and that. And he says that the internet really blows up and then it just completely sh- gets shattered because of some of these events. 
and some of the things. So he said that. Uh, oh yeah, and then another thing he said is people completely stop trusting uh, mainstream media, news organizations, things like that. And again, in the year two thousand, yeah. everybody trusted everything. Now think about it. I mean, CNN, Fox, all these things like they're they're dying. Mainstream media is dying. Even when it comes to entertainment, a lot of it is dying. It's all just exactly. original original content creators, right? Who are doing stuff like you know, like our podcast or whatever that people are turning into. And that's another interesting thing. If somebody asked him, goes, well, so how can you like? How do you find out news? And he goes, well, you hear about it. He said through the internet, but it's hearing it directly from people from their experience. And I was like, okay. And I remember, like, I also at that time, and again, when I heard about it, I think it was around 2004. <coughs> it was hard for me to grasp that because I was like, I worked at that point on you know on a big studio film, and right. and it just seemed to me, how could these big studios and big projects, like, how could they be made by by small time like by independent creators? How could news be replaced? Like, it just did not gel with me at all. Now, of course, I'm already seeing, we're seeing the early stages of that. I mean, there's some incredible animated films even or independent films that are produced with no money. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of people who just literally, they have a cell phone and they start broadcasting online and they have really big, successful news networks. Uh, and and like, like literally, like I think the top guy on Facebook now has got like millions of views every week. He's, uh, I forget his name, Bongino or something. He's literally, I think, well, I'm pretty sure now he's advanced, you know, or like upgraded his equipment, but he just started with his cell phone and he just literally was like the reporting, his honest opinion and what he heard about different world events and people mm -hmm. started turning to him. It's, it's like people don't want all this overproduced crap and everything. So anyways, that's what I found interesting about John Teeter, the heat thing. And then, of course, he did talk about something about that there's a big event coming and he said it's one of these... Uh, so he called it like an anchor event that this thing can't be changed but that will start the whole I think he might have even said like awakening process or it will basically make people stop and kind of rethink a lot of what they you know view as as their reality as, as their you know like like the, the way that the world works and of mm -hmm. course and then he disappeared in the beginning of 2001 and of course a few months later was 9-11 which kind of shook the whole world right um, right and and for after 9-11, all these big changes in travel came and all these, you know, accusations of corruptions between different governments, including the U.S. government, like all these crazy things happened. So, uh, you know, again, he could have just been lucky and he could have just think that predicted he could say something like that. Again, he was so right. very, he was so, he didn't specify the time. He didn't say exactly what was going to happen. So at the same time, you know, it's, it's like I could say something like something big is coming. Something so big, you know, it's gonna, I don't know, it's gonna make everybody think. And it's like, okay, you know, <laughs> maybe in a year from now something will happen or two years, and some people will say, see, he warned us about it. It's like, well, you know. Yeah, it's too vague. Exactly. It's so vague that I think. So, you know, so that's what I'm saying. I, I don't I don't necessarily believe that John Teeter was a real guy who traveled in, back in time, but I, I would say it's one of the, like, when you really read the posts and you kind of just, are at least willing to suspend your belief or reality, mm -hmm. then it really does. It's one of the more credible stories and to me. Okay. Yeah. Maybe look into that one. Yeah. Again, I'm, I'm going to provide the links for you guys, but what about you? What you got? Any stories? Um, no real stories, but I do have that video I sent. Um, 
the Mike Tyson one. That one I thought was pretty interesting. They actually asked him about that. I should have pulled that up, but they actually asked him his opinion on that. Obviously, I don't. It didn't sound like he thought it was a time traveler, but uh, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Okay. Let me see here. Uh, all right. Let me see. Can you see the screen? Yeah. Okay. So let me skip here. Is there something out of place in this video? It? Look closely. Mm -hmm. It's a Mike Tyson fight from 1995, 21 years ago. And what's that guy in the crowd holding? Could hmm. that be a smartphone? We're used to a sea of smartphones recording historic events like the Pope's visit to America. But back in 1995, the internet is going wild with headlines like did time traveler film Tyson fight? We've seen this before. Check out this Charlie Chaplin movie premiere from 1928. Oh yeah, Is I heard that about a woman walking with a cell phone? <coughs> sure looks like it. Look again. And there's this footage from 1938. It sure seems as if she's talking on a cell phone. Back to the 95 Tyson fight. Well, we may have solved the mystery. We did some <coughs> digging and found out the device in the video is not a smartphone at all. It's an early version of a camcorder called the DICAM Logitech. Why is it human beings are so much more willing to think up an idea like, well, they must have gone back in time with a smartphone, mm -hmm. as opposed to saying, I wonder what camcorders looked like in 1995. Yeah, I'll tell you that to me, like whether it's this thing or, uh, you know, you know, like that woman here walking the thing like, it, mm. I saw the, those devices back in the 30s where, and it looks like an older woman, where they were basically like a hearing aid that you kind of hold to your ear. Um, and then, you know, when you have it, uh, you know, with like up to your ear, it's, it's kind of like, you know, like a little like a megaphone or something. And it just picks up the sound better so you can hear it. So maybe she was just, I don't know, trying to That's listen. what they want you to think, man. She's a time traveler. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a salt case. There's usually an explanation for it, but you know. Yeah. Well, I, and I guess in the end, though, it's like with that guy John Teeter, or even with these clips, you'll never know for sure. There's just no proof. I guess either way, right? Yeah. Because it could. But be. it's interesting. Because you know what? If I was to travel back in time, I would be somebody that would definitely travel to watch Mike Tyson fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's mean, like it's, of all the things I could see in the world, I want to see Mike Tyson fight, <laughs> but live. Alive, and then especially if they think about it, if you're in the future and you heard all this guy that used to knock people out in like ten seconds, maybe they don't have that anymore. Maybe there hasn't been anybody like like him in you know a hundred years. So they're like, man, I gotta go see this guy just crush people. <laughs> I guess that even if you think about it, there hasn't been a, a guy like Mike Tyson even in boxing for like probably the last fifteen years. Really, still, he's a once in a lifetime. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, it's like that episode we did about. About the fighting, um, let me see here. This other photo you sent? Because I could even see myself going back to watch Muhammad Ali fight too. Because I never was even around for for his fights like live. Not like with Mike Tyson, I've never been to one of his fights, but at least I got to see them on pay per view live. But it'd be interesting to go back to like one of Muhammad Ali's biggest fights, and you know, like him versus George Foreman, and actually be in the crowd and watch it and record it on your cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here. So let's look at this thing now. Um, so this photo you oh, sent. Oh, that was the other picture. Yeah. yeah. That was another interesting one. So this one, I, I've seen this. Um, mm -hmm. And it's interesting because I saw it because of this guy here. So this guy right here, cl they claim that it, 
I forget where it was, but I read something that he's uh, he's like very similar to some other guy from the year 2000 something, like in the in 2000, like 15 or something. Oh, okay. I didn't I even see that guy. I remember them yeah. talking about the other guy in the photo. And that then the, and then he literally disappeared. And then later on, people found this photo because of I know, but what you're gonna say before goes with this guy, right? Exactly. Yeah, him. Yeah, but somebody then said this guy looks very oddly similar to the guy that claimed, you know, to be the time traveler, and then he literally disappeared. Mm-hmm. Whereas this guy, nobody knows, but it's simply because of his outfit, right? Because this is what, like 19 It's very modern, yeah. Yeah, and it's he's got... Budget compared to everybody else. Yeah, those glasses, and then the, that shirt, and I don't know if they had t-shirts like that or those kind of hoodies. So, I mean, it could be, but um, I don't know. I mean, isn't there a chance that, you know, I mean, that's... They had... Like, like it's like right now if you look at those fashion shows i mean there's like some pretty crazy out there outfits um that people have right and it's just yeah, maybe like, that guy was just a really ahead of his time yeah exactly like he was <laughs> just you know he was he just came straight off of one of those crazy fashion shows <laughs> and thing like do like you, give it up george you'll never <laughs> you have no career in fashion no <laughs> <laughs> this will never catch on It'll uh, never catch on. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where this photo is actually from, though? Because I never looked further into it. Like, what is this supposed Honestly, to be? Honestly, I don't remember. I just remember seeing that photo and a few time-traveling videos. You know when you go down the YouTube rabbit hole? Like, oh, I've, done, yeah. I've done that before <laughs> with the time-traveling thing. So that's why I remember the Mike Tyson one, and I remember this photo. There's a few I remembered because they stuck out. I'm like, those ones are really interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I don't remember where that photo's from. No backstory. But I see most of it here is tagged as, yeah. Time traveler or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. What's the next one you got? Sorry? What's the next story you got? For time traveling? Yeah. I don't have any time traveling stories. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's not something I've been... Um, too, I got, like I said, I went down the rabbit hole once or twice, but I don't know if I have too many... There's not really too many like tra- time traveling stories out there that i know of. like there's well, some I mean, pictures but. i i find that there is a lot it's just most of them like are so far-fetched oh, they're that crap like i mean yeah. there's the one with the guy under the sink we could talk about him <laughs> but like yeah yeah well we kind of did really clearly actors they got somebody that kind of looked like him but even <laughs> they, their features didn't even look that close together like they just found somebody they slapped a tattoo on him and yeah you know what i mean yeah but i don't think that actually you know what though i don't think that guy They they had a picture at the end, no? Of the two of them? I did, they did, yeah. Yeah, and a video too as well, I think. Yeah. All right, let me play this video then. Earth is a fascinating place. From the extreme weather that we witness to the many different species of animals that inhabit it. We wake up every day and we have the choice to do whatever we want. Whether it be getting a job, eating breakfast, or going for a jog, these are all things that we can control. However, one thing we can't control is time. Time is forever ticking. With each passing second, a new person is brought into this world and another one leaves. I really don't like this guy's voiceover, but anyways, <laughs> let me just maybe let me skip. Scientists are exploring the idea of time travel. He did. 2003, Toronto, Canada. 
Andrew Carlson, a 44-year-old man, was arrested on the suspicion of insider trading with the charge that he must have had some type of insider information because over the course of two weeks, with only investing $800, he profited over $350 million. How was this possible? Was it pure luck? Was it something illegal? Some of the trades were so high level and secret that there was nobody who could have known about them. At the time, stock prices were nosediving. Most investors were losing money. Then there's this one guy who makes 126 high-risk trades and never... Nope. Basically, uh, like the, in the this SEC story here, and the FBI were convinced right. that. So yeah, they the the feds, according to the story, the feds raided him and they basically said, you know, he had insider trading, um, and they you know locked him up, and then eventually, you know, like they were asking him, okay, so how did you get this information, right? You know, who's giving you this information that you're able to make these really profitable, you know, uh, thing uh, trades? And clearly, it doesn't just happen by chance. And then eventually he just told, tells them, well, I'm from the future, so I, I knew about what was going to happen. They're like, of course, yeah, buddy, whatever. We would tell us, you know, or we're not going to let you go. And then eventually somebody showed up, paid bail. I forgot it was like like a big amount of money, I think three or something million dollars. Paid bail, and the guy, yeah, went left on bail and, and disappeared. <laughs> there, there's no trace of him crossing the border ever or traveling anywhere. He just, you know, straight out disappeared. So... um. You know, this is like one of those stories, though, I'll tell you that it's it's hard to prove or disprove. And the reason is because there's many claims about it. There's some articles that were even published from the, those days. But but when I actually try to look into information like that, I mean, and again, maybe it was a good story because even, even according to the feds, they said that they couldn't find any records of this guy. There was no birth certificate for him. There was no... You know, like fingerprints, record, nothing, right? So again, mm -hmm. if he was born in the future, then yeah, then why would there be, right? Um, but but things. So this is one of those stories that I think that again, maybe some tabloid newspaper came up with it and it just kind of started this whole chain of events. Uh, I guess you know, there's a chance, uh, sorry, a chance of that happening. But uh, at the same time, I you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. It's, I mean. Just because they said it's high risk trade, so I mean, I guess that's what makes it really. Yeah, because really think about crazy. it. If you were gonna travel back in time, what would you know? Wouldn't you use some of the information that you had from the future to your benefits to make money? If it works like that, because like when you were saying before, you know, things don't always end up going the same way because like it's like alternate timelines, right? Yeah. But yeah, if I mean, if I had the information, that's the first thing I would do is like play the lottery or do something crazy and get yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, if, if you, if no, you interesting. Did you ever see that? Um, <clears throat> which might be a little off this story, but that theory I think that was like about like some book being written about like Donald oh. Trump's family and yeah, well, that, yeah, yeah. You're a time traveler. Or some oh, shit. I heard. <laughs> I, I would say out of all the time travel stories. That is maybe, and again, it's a theory or a conspiracy theory because yeah. the, the actual proof never talks about time travel, but that is the only thing out of all of them that I just thought was, whoa, that was a coincidence. And the funny thing is that 
if somebody had told you about this 10 years ago, 12 years ago, the, all the material was already there, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't, this, the stuff just wouldn't make sense. It wasn't mm-hmm. until Trump ran to, to be a president and then we saw all the crazy shit that happened with all the people rioting and all that stuff. So basically, yeah, I remember there was a lot of things in the book that was like, yeah. So basically, a guy called Inger, Ingers, Ingersoll Lockwood uh, from the 1800s. Yeah, he said his, his name was Baron Trump in the book too, and yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. Which was so, like they, they had a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the interesting thing is that basically, this guy Ingersoll Lockwood wrote a whole bunch of books, right? Like a collection of, the, of these books, and you can actually get the, his books again on Amazon. I'll provide a link or something. Or you can go to the, the Library of Congress because they're actually there <laughs> as part of the the, the, the records, right? So they're actually in the U.S. Congress, you know, Library of Congress, Congress Library, whatever it is, the thing. So you can go to Washington and you can actually see it. So it's a, uh, now as a historical document. So it's not something that you could just forge or say, oh, you know, somebody wrote this book in the 1800s. No, it actually was written in the 1800s and it's been kept on record. And basically it's... Um, the the most interesting, I guess, is it's got three book collection includes basically uh, there's two books about Baron Trump uh, novels, and then there's also one book they wrote called 1900 or the Last President, which is very interesting. So I'll tell you this: <laughs> the first two books, um, Baron Trump, spelled you know basically with one R, so it's it's like um, uh, what do you call it? Like 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 like, like a royalty, right? Right. And otherwise, Trump, the same thing as Donald Trump's name. Well, you know, uh, Donald Trump and Melania's, you know, um, son, his name is Baron, right? Yeah. Yeah. Spelled though slightly differently, but it's the, you know, um, yeah, basically it's uh, the same thing, right? It's just you add one R, you know, it's B-A-R-R-O-N instead of B-A-R-O-N. And mm-hmm. then otherwise, it's the exact same name, Baron Trump. And these books that Ingersoll Lockwood wrote in the 1800s, mind you, and even the guy himself who wrote it is kind of a mystery. Nobody knows about him. There's no record of him. And then he has a photo, I think, in the first book that he wrote. And then in the last one, I think, which is like 30 or something years apart. <clears throat> and he literally looks identical in both of these pictures. It's like he hasn't aged, which is just very weird and strange. But anyways, this guy, so some people claim maybe this guy is a time traveler who saw something. And he think, but uh, either way, these are just theories. But what is fact is a guy in the 1800s wrote three books. The first two called, you know, the Adventures of Little Baron Trump. Literally, they're uh, they're books that are. Uh, let me see here. I think I had like a video of kind of showing some of the some of the photos in it and things like that, so you guys can kind of see it. But essentially, it's a story about this uh, a kid who's from a royal family. And it's the, um, here, you can see this, right? Yeah. So basically, Baron Trump's marvelous underground journey. And it, and then basically, it's, uh, it's, it's about this kid. And this is actually the son of, of you know, Donald Trump. And, and it's essentially showing this, uh, um, I guess, stories. It talks about these different stories. And I read these. They're not very well-written books, as in if you're just looking for entertainment, I guess. They're not very well-written. But uh, it, these books kind of have, I guess, a lot of what you could call coincidences. So they talk about... Uh, what's its own? This coincidence. I'm going to try to remember now. Uh, they talk about things like... Um, 
that you know that he comes from a wealthy family, that he's bored with life, uh, and then he finds this time machine, or somebody gives him a time machine, and he starts traveling through time, right? Uh, and 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 then going underground and all that stuff, and all these different things happen, and he comes across these different characters, and a lot of them have are actual very or very similar names to names that are somehow connected to to Donald Trump or, you know, the Trump family, you should say. Um, so that's kind of the, the, you know, some of the interesting things. Then the next really interesting things is um, that, uh, what's it called? Here, let me find, uh, trying to look, looking here for like pictures to kind of show you guys. So, oh yeah, that says up here, it was published in 1889. And it says, and it was quickly forgotten thereafter. <laughs> because like I said, they're not very... You know, well-written books, right? Um, so he's oh yeah. Uh, so it says in these books, the young German protagonist Wilhelm Heinrich Sebastian von Trump, better known as Baron Trump, travels around the uh, around and under the globe with his dog Bulgler, meaning residents of as yet discovered lands, before arriving back home. At guess where he arrives back in his home called. Castle Trump. <laughs> and where does Baron Trump live? Well, now I guess, you know, he lives with his father in, in Mar-a-Lago in Florida. But before, he lived in New York in the Trump Tower. And literally, mm-hmm. you know, their building literally has the name Trump. That some, that's like covered, you know, if you've, I don't know, have you ever been in, in, the, in his building? I've never, no, I've never been there. Yeah, it's like ornate with gold and like, you know, it's a pretty lavish building inside and out. And, uh, and some people even called it like you know years ago already. They said it was like his castle, right? Um, so yeah, so that's where Baron Trump, you know, comes from. He has a rich father that gives them basically all this money. Like he's, uh, I mean, there's just like a lot of little things that you kind of go, okay, you know, that's just like seems seems like you know there's like some similarities, right? Right. Uh, what's interesting though is then. Ingrid Lockwood writes then after that uh, another book called, uh, what was it, The 1900, right? Um, yeah, 1900 or The Last President. Mm-hmm. And that book, uh, what, what I find interesting about it is that uh, it's uh, it basically, how would I best describe it? Well, it, it talks about the, the last president of the United States. It doesn't really have like a definite ending, but it it t- talks about that this president gets elected, who's basically like that nobody ever thought he would ever run. He announces the thing, he gets elected, and then it says like things, for example, like uh, that uh, uh, once he becomes you know elected, there's all these people rioting, including and I, those. Days again when this book was written, there was no such like term as communist. Like there was an idea that Marx wrote about, but nobody, there was still no nobody talked about communists per se. But it essentially talks about people who are anti-capitalists, which you could best describe right. as as communists, rioting and then you know in the streets, joining you know with these anarchists. And it says Fifth Avenue in New York is on fire and people are angry. And you know what's on Fifth Avenue, right? <laughs> that Trump mm-hmm. Tower. Yeah. Oh, okay. And when Trump got elected, that's what happened. It was all these rioting, and the people were getting angry, and this and that, and they were like surrounding. They literally had to like block off parts of Fifth Avenue so people wouldn't like break into the you know his building. Right? 
I mean, it's right. just like there's so many similarities. Uh, so it talks about that. It talks about um, that. Uh, was it? Oh, it even talks about that. The president then uh, uh, appoints somebody, you know, very high up to the cabinet of the government. Uh, by uh, uh, and they just, I think they, they just referred to him by his last name called Pence. And of course, Trump ran. And who was his vice president? You remember um, Mike Pence. Oh yeah, Mike Pence. Yeah. 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 So it's just like like so many little things like that that just makes you kind of go, oh wow, okay. It's just you know, what I mean, it just makes you kind of go. It's a little weird, like, and so, and, and there's a whole yeah, bunch of it, other. It's a lot of coincidences in just one book. Like, how how does one person get so many things, you know, right? Like exactly. So now, either because there's also people who remember we talked about in the episode of uh, like about ghosts and things like that. That sometimes people mm-hmm. have this intuition, and I, I'll tell yeah, you, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, like, my wife definitely she can like, she can't see in the future, but she detects. Like, like one time, I remember she like woke up literally and. And she was like, like a thing, and I'm asking her, like, what's wrong? You know, you can clearly see she was like distressed with something. And then she says, I don't know. It's like, I think like, like it's like one of my friends got into a bad accident, like something or something bad is gonna happen. I just like this weird feeling. He didn't couldn't describe it. He didn't have a specific thing, but she had this feeling. And like, I think she even knew like the time and that it was a late, dark, dark at night and all that stuff. Boom! The next day, we hear that one of her friends in Ecuador got in a really bad car accident. Oh, and I was just like, "Wow, that's weird!" Like, and, and it happens multiple times already with my wife. And there's other people who, obviously, it's like weird. They either are lucky like that in that sense, you know, lucky and unlucky that they can foretell, especially these dramatic events, or yeah. also, you know, even like with her, you know, I think it is with her grandma. Like, she literally had uh, her uh, her you know, this was a few years ago, and her grandfather was already passed away when her grandma was sick, and. She told me something. It was like she had a dream that she said, "Oh, my grandpa was in my dream," and I was like, "Oh, okay, well, you know, it was a nice dream." She goes, "Yeah, he was dressed all nice, and like he was going out somewhere, like in a, his best suit." And I remember him, but he he said he said, uh, uh, "I'm waiting for her," you know, uh, uh, you know, my my mihita, right? Like he calls her, mm-hmm. and, and she goes, "Waiting for who?" He goes, "Yeah, she's she's coming. She's coming with me. It's finally time." And then she said, she woke up and she comes on thinking, oh my God, is he talking about grandma? And the next day her grandma passed away. Wow, like, like crazy. you know what I mean? Like shit like that. And, th- and this I've heard from multiple people already that have had things like this that I can't 100% confirm, but with my wife I can because she literally would tell me the stuff and then would like one or two yeah, days later. Happened. Yeah, so some people I know have been saying online that this guy Ingrid Lockwood, Ingrid Lockwood was basically somebody who maybe had really good intuition. He could sense something, but basically over 100 years into the future. And that he mm-hmm. felt something, there was some images maybe he saw, or whatever, you know, like that Nostradamus guy who kind of this thing, he predicted some of the, I guess, some of the, the, the things in the future, but it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, you know, could it be that? Now there's also some stories who say that he was a time traveler and that he, you know, mm-hmm. was in the future and he saw a thing. And then there's other people who claim that the Trump family has a time machine or they're somehow like tied in with, the, you know, it's a crazy, crazy conspiracy theory. But of course, right. one thing is, you know, and again, me being very like, ah, sure, let me go with it. Let's kind of look into it. Here's what I found that I thought was even more weird. After you read these three books by this, you know, very strange author, 
and right. you you see, you'll basically just see all these similarities, like just these similarities of like of, of like again, like I said, like Fifth Avenue riots, this president is very controversial, people who are anti-capitalism, you know, attacking him. Then he, uh, then there's also this rich kid who comes from this family, also last name Trump, and like you know, just all these weird things, right? These coincidences. Yeah. Uh, when you start reading that, you start going, "Holy shit!" Like, how did this guy just happen to you know mention all these things, right? That kind of again in the 1800s would have made any sense, but now, like I said, even 10 years ago, if you read his books, you'd be like, "What the hell? This doesn't make any sense." There's nothing, like nothing to think. But then now you read it after Trump has been president, and you kind of go, "Holy shit!" Like, this <laughs> is a lot of the stuff. Has yeah, it makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, exactly. And then. Uh, I started looking to it, and John G. Trump is John Donald Trump's uncle, essentially his his father's right. uh, brother. John D. G. Trump. Uh, I can actually bring it up here so you guys can see for yourself. This is on Wikipedia. Not that Wikipedia is the most reliable thing of information, but uh, can you see this? Yeah, I can see it now. So you see, this is him. That's his uncle. Uh, John G. Trump in 1979, that's the photo. Um, born in August 21st, 1907. Uh, uh, what's it called? He died in, in 1985. Well, uh, see what he was here. He was a professor in, in MIT. So not just your average professor. I mean, this is MIT. He was a recipient of National Medal of Science, Academy of Engineering. He was developing rational radiation therapies, he developed the first million-dollar volt X-ray generators, uh, and he's the paternal uncle of the U.S. President Donald Trump. It says here, right? And what's interesting is that during World War II, Trump or John G. Trump switched from work on hospital X-ray machines to research into similar technologies, especially the development of radar. During the 1940s, he joined the newly formed National Defense Research Committee as the technical aide to Carl Compton, president of MIT. And then during 1942, Trump became secretary uh, of Microwave Committee, uh, subcommittee of NDRC, whatever. There's like a part here, I want to think. Uh, so he was, yeah, it, it basically he was then working on these top secret technologies where they were, you know, helped to create groundbreaking process and developing practical devices and systems which would uh, see widespread deployment and combat and then the interesting is thing is that after the war was it so you can see here he was working on the high voltage engineering with the high voltage engineering corporation uh, so here i forgot where i saw this but basically he was literally called upon uh, by the FBI to work right after World War II to work on like some top secret project. So again, they can't <laughs> disclose what the project was, but top secret. It's probably something with national defense, you know, things like that, technology. Well, right around the same time that John G. Trump was called to do that, another interesting event happened. Also there in New York, where he was living. <coughs> A guy by the name of Nikola Tesla which I'm sure you heard, he was pretty much the, the father of everything we know is electricity. Uh, mm -hmm. we, you know, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing right now because he basically perfected DC technology for electricity, but also invented AC technology, alternating current, and 
generators, motors, all this stuff, right? You know, the fact that we have even power plants that can transmit electricity and all these electrical devices or radio waves, everything. You know. Anyways, this guy was working, uh, uh, you know, f on a lot of crazy technologies afterwards. Uh, I'm mm -hmm. saying Nikola Tesla. Uh, one of them was this free energy technology that he says is possible and it works. But just after that, all these companies who were providing electricity and one of them was like Westinghouse, which was uh, supplying you know, a lot of the money for his experiments, cut right. him off. And it's funny because they cut him off when he was, because he was building this giant free energy tower in New York. And you can find photos of it. It's like, it was like over 100 feet tall. And they literally, when Westinghouse found out about where his money was going for, because Nikola Tesla kept on kind of delaying and lying about it. And then he, he asked him finally, from, or he found out some, from somehow, he goes, so what are you actually building? And amazingly, he said, well, it's a free energy device. Then he said, well, that's it. We're cutting off all your money. <laughs> they scrapped it, destroyed the tower. And that when he was furious, and then they told, basically he told him the story goes that he told him, why would I develop something that then is going to allow people to have free electricity? He said, unless I can charge you money for it, I don't want this to be <laughs> to exist. Because well, yeah, he that makes sense. You're cutting off the guy's, yeah. the guy's uh, finances that way. Because, because he, <laughs> this guy invested into all this technology of power plants and, and, and you know, power lines. And he's like, I'm selling electricity to people. Why the hell would I want to provide now? electricity for free exactly for free <laughs> well then then what happened is after that nikola tesla kind of became kind of this loner or weird guy living like westinghouse actually just kind of basically sponsored him for till the end of his his life told him i'll pay your your lodging and your food uh but he could have i mean nikola tesla could have been a billionaire but he actually tore up all the contracts that he signed with westinghouse it's a whole other cool episode we could do but um and anyways the long story short nikola tesla dies alone in his apartment and he was working on all this crazy technology, including time travel. Right. And, and right after his death, which is right after World War II, it was 1940, I think it was, yeah, I forget now exactly, I don't want to misquote it, but it's, I know it was the same year that John, D Donald Trump's uncle, John G. Trump, was working with FBI on the secret technology, and FBI, guess what they happened to do? They happened to raid... Nikola Tesla's apartment, and they took all those documents, all the research he did, including the stuff about time travel. Oh, okay. And then, so and it was actually to this day, actually, Nikola Tesla's descendants, his family, and the Yugoslavian government, or well, the Serbian government. Now uh, they've been fighting because he's, you know, was originally from there, and they were basically saying that they should, they should have, like all of those papers, those documents, all the research he did. That should belong to them because it's you know their relative. But FBI to right. this day has basically denied that they took any documents. They just said, "Well, we don't know." This. Well, of course, yeah. they're not going to admit that. Yeah. So it's one of those again conspiracy theories I heard. But it's when you consider that these books by Inger Lockwood, Ingersoll Lockwood, are actually in the Library of Congress and they're so coincidental. And then at the same time, you then find out that. Donald Trump's uncle, and actually Donald Trump referenced his uncle multiple times. You can find videos where he talks about his uncle and says that they had a special relationship. His uncle told him about like these incredible things that are possible, all this stuff. So like there's interviews like that. Now he never claims anything about a time machine, but then that makes you go like literally makes me want to write a movie script of how Donald Trump's uncle comes across because he gets hired by the FBI to go and be like, hey, we found all these documents from Nikola Tesla where he's basically <laughs> was on the brink of discovering a time machine. What if this guy then takes it, takes it further? What if they actually do come across, come up with some kind of a time machine, 
you know, might be a very primitive one. And actually, that's an interesting story that like this guy John Teeter said. Is he said that it's not that it, the first time machine was invented in two thousand thirty six, where he's from. He said the first one was actually invented in the in the you know in the twentieth century, so nineteen hundred. He just said that it was very not very practical and it was very inaccurate. And he said right. they they've been kind of perfecting it and it gotten much better. So by the time you know twenty thirty six comes around, he said he's they're able to travel back like thirty forty years you know pretty accurately in, into the past or into the future. So uh, again, it's just like a lot of these crazy stories. But it, yeah, it's interesting that you heard about that too. That about yeah, this book. Yeah, no, because I told you I went down the rabbit hole one day, and I remember that that one just popped back into my head. I'm like, oh yeah, there was a Donald Trump like some conspiracy theory, but he's like a time traveler. Because I remember thinking that was super weird. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of coincidences in that book. So, uh, and, well, yeah, it's it's one book you can get now, but it's like a, not not very long. So if you guys are interested, get it. It's on Amazon or whatever. Anywhere else you can find books. Uh, I'll try to provide the links to that and also some of the interesting videos I found actually too about it. But uh, yeah, they might be able to. The listeners might be able to decode, find yeah. something else that we might might have missed. Yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know, man. There's a lot of things, but I'll tell you this: that I think. At the end of the day, in practical terms right now, I would say that in a way we are tra time traveling, kind of like I was saying, mm -hmm. but without even realizing. And I think it's not beneficial to us to, or to our health and all that stuff. Because when you think about it again, really everything that happens, right, like I was saying before, happens in the present, right, moment. Mm -hmm. Yet when you really look at how most people live their lives – they're almost never in the present. They're always in their mind, conceptually, they're time traveling. They're either reliving the past or they're already imagining the future. Yeah, and most people. Most yeah. people, and I think that's also just to do with, um, a lot of it has to do with social media as well, I think, just because... Distractions, um, yeah, too. Distractions and stuff, but just in general, yeah, you find, I find a lot of people, they either live in the future or the past. It really just depends on the person. Most people, it's rare that somebody like lives in the present mm -hmm. it's rare i think if you look around at an event and, and isn't that a problem and the person that's enjoying it is the one that's living in the present yeah exactly whether recording it or calling people and telling them about it or doing things like that they're either living in the past or the future or something else yeah because like to really i think to be really happy and joyous you have to really be able to take in the moment like which is always mm -hmm. now the present right Right, like sometimes it's good to record like things, and but I think you have to have a healthy balance, like because I know people that do, you know, I, my I don't, sister, for example, are like two opposites on that. Like she records a lot of stuff, and I record basically nothing <laughs> when, when I'm out. Um, so for me, I find it's more enjoyable for me to just not have my phone and just you know enjoy the moment, but. You know, after my mom passed, I had oh. very little stuff and videos and pictures and she had all of them. So I was like, oh, okay, so this is where, you know, this is where it's a bad thing to be the but, person that doesn't record anything. But do you think, though, that those pictures are ever going to come close to your mental, basically, you know, memories or your concepts of your mom? No, but at the same time, if it wasn't for her having so much stuff... I would have very little to look back on and I think I would regret it a little bit more than I did. I'm not saying I regret like not like Would you forget, like, you think? Like parts or? I think that's partially it too. Like I think like I feel like um 
you do start to kind of forget in a way, you know what I mean? Like, like you remember the sound of somebody's voice, but like you kind of don't at the same time after a while, you know what I mean? So I feel like having those things and being able to go back and watch and it does help. I guess. I mean, I, I don't see anything wrong with recording, trying to capture a moment. Unless mm-hmm. you're doing it so much, it gets in the way of you actually enjoying the moment. Because I think you can and still. That's, re- and that's the other thing, you know what I mean. I have I have um, some friends that I used to go to like a lot of different shows with and things like that. And um, I did. I have a friend that like he, they would like record. Basically, like if we we're at a show, they'd probably record like the whole show. Oh. You know what I mean? I'm like, how are you? Like, how can you? So they're not actually watching enjoy it, it watching it through a screen. You may as well just watch it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> so you know i've seen all extremes you know what i mean i'm the extreme of never like i'm pretty much known you know among my friends as being like one of the worst people with a phone i'm just not really in my phone like that like if i'm on my phone it's usually but if you time traveled to to, to mike tyson fights then you would be recording exactly that's the one time (laughs) i think i would record it i'd be like this is crazy (laughs) (laughs) but no i'm just and if you missed it, I even if you even if you forgot to record it, you could still go back in time again and, <laughs> and then just watch it again. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I guess hey, here's the thing. If time travel actually is possible, then why would you ever care about recording things or taking photos? You could yeah, just, you just literally keep going back and watching it. Yeah, you could relive it. Like I mean, imagine you could go back in time and be like, Hey mom, I want to hang out with you. Exactly. Yeah. Wouldn't, yeah isn't that thing, crazy? You know? yeah, that that would be. That'd be awesome, but I guess the problem is too with that is if everybody had that technology, you know, it'll get used and abused like everything else. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But you couldn't stop with the it. Wrong people the having time. it. Same time, you couldn't really stop it. I guess. I mean, it would. Yeah. That, I feel like that'd be that'd be something that like only the super rich and elite would have access to. Usually, that's how. I people, mean, that's how generally that's how people in society limit. At the beginning, though, now, at the beginning, you know, because think about it, like, who are the first guys who went up in airplanes? It was not the rich, because they didn't want to risk their life. It was all the people who were crazy now. Look at, like, Elon Musk and all these people that are trying to do the space travel. Well, yeah, but Um, he's not the one actually himself traveling in space. He still hasn't been on a rocket. You know what I mean? He hasn't? I thought he had. No, 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 he hasn't. It's that, uh, the the guy from Amazon. Other rich people have. Jeff Jeff Bezos. Some rich people are paying to do it now. Yeah, exactly. But but I'm saying, but this is still like now it's no longer like the newest technology, right? It's thing. But the first people were just regular people who were just crazy enough to try. Yeah, it. regular people and like animals and yeah. chimps. And shit. Yeah, because like <laughs> imagine if somebody they, they could just die, right? Yeah, so. if somebody told you, hey, you know, we can send you back in time. You know, you can meet your mom. But there's a you know fifty fifty chance that maybe you'll just disintegrate into nothing or you'll show up in the time <laughs> of dinosaurs. Like we don't know. It's like, would you take that chance? <laughs> I probably would. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but well, maybe not now because you know I got like a family and everything. But you know, if I didn't, you know, I probably would. Yeah. So I mean, it's um, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's um, but yeah. But I for sure do think that, like I said, that. Most people are so worried and living, you know, reliving their past or imagining their future that they're actually forgetting the present, which is the most important thing because that's the, really the only thing that we have. And and I and, and I'll tell you that, like, like as an example, I'll tell you, like, you know, living here in Florida, ever since I moved here, 
because before I think I would I sometimes would do the same thing too. Like I see people who come here from, you know, all over US or even Europe. And and to me, I guess the beach now is because I live so close to the beach and all that stuff, I can just, mm. you know, sometimes on a lunch break, I'm like, well, let me just go to the beach, right? A few minutes away, just jump in there, have my lunch, you know, dip my yeah, feet in the not? sand or whatever and come back. And it's it's just like a normal thing. So for me, it's not like this, oh my God, it's a big deal, I guess. But for all these people who go and they spend all this money and travel and then they come to the beach and then the funny thing is I see them, uh, you know, put up these huge tents they bring. They bring stereo <coughs> music you know they barbecue on the beach whatever they have headphones on they have it's like all these distractions all these distractions yeah. Yeah. Or, or or even like some of them like come in and like uh, you know bring a book and they're like reading a whole book or they're sitting and meditating on the beach and it's like you can read a book at home you don't have to spend all this money to travel down here or you can read a book at home you can meditate at home probably even more more, more peaceful than thing uh, you can do all these things. When you're going to come to the beach, why not actually look at the beach, look at the water, the, yeah. the sand, go enjoy it. And no, it's like almost like well, these people come, it's almost like the beach is an excuse to go and do other things. Well, that too. And then there's also, you have to remember too, that there's people that, um, again, going back to social media, there's a lot of people that just do shit just to show that they're doing shit. Like they just, and it's important too, for them to show that like, oh, look at me, I'm on vacation. Look at me, I'm on the beach. But like, even when one of the last times I went to Barbados, me and my cousins were laughing about that. Like there was a bunch of girls on the beach. They just like, we saw when they just got there and they literally spent 90% of the time just taking selfies. And I don't even, I don't even remember if they ever even ended up getting in the water. Like we were all in the water, just like, like <laughs> shocked out the at girls. just like the <laughs> fact that they, were, they they literally just sat there for like half an hour, just taking pictures and yeah, yeah. Really doing nothing, not really enjoying themselves, and exactly not enjoying. Um, there's no point in that. Exactly not enjoying where they actually are. Right? It's like right. But that's them. because they want to be able to show everybody, like, look at me, right? Like, look what I'm doing. It's not really about enjoying the beach. It's more about look what you wish that you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's also similar to I would say, like when when somebody shows up and um or or like even people who are here, like here in Florida, where they live few minutes from the thing and it's funny because like sometimes i'll talk you know to somebody and i was like oh you know nice nice day today i just went to the beach and they're like oh man i haven't had time you know i've been like so busy with work and i'm like oh i mean <laughs> you're living five minutes from the beach <laughs> it's not like you need a lot of time like literally instead of you know like because i think it was one time we were i was waiting at this pizzeria before i had pizza and just started chit-chatting with this guy and then and i'm like yeah but like the time that you're waiting here for this pizza because they made us wait freaking like over half hour you could have already gone to the beach. Like we're like yeah, right exactly. there and you come back and like, it's you know, you don't really think. Yeah. And, and then it's interesting because then when you talk to them, you realize that most people are, and that's why I think also most people are not really, or, or, or I don't know, maybe they don't know how to be happy unless they're distracted. It's like they keep themselves distracted with, Oh, I, I have to go, you know, make money. I have to do this. I have to do that at home. Then I have to do, you know, this. And I have to go there. And, and it's everything's always for later. Like, oh, if I do this and this, then I'll be happy because then I'll achieve this or then I'll achieve that. Mm -hmm. And then it's thing, you know, and it's like this, actually, this parable, the story once that I read of, uh, uh, was it like this uh, rich guy, you know, travels and he goes to this uh, uh, island, right? And then like some tropical island, I don't know, Cuba or something. And he sees uh, a fisherman, right? Just kind of you know, sleeping uh, with his hat thing on the beach uh, next to this boat. 
comes and he starts talking to him and he goes, hey, you know, how's, how's life? How's everything? Oh, everything's good. He goes, oh, you know, um, is that your boat? He goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, that's a nice boat. He goes, you know, shouldn't you be out there maybe fishing? He goes, eh, no, I'm not in a hurry. He goes, well, I mean, if, you know, how many fish did you catch today? He goes, ah, today, not many. It wasn't that good. You know, only made like five bucks. And he goes, oh, man, but... If you have like a good fishing day, how much you could you know make? Well, I could maybe make you know even like fifty bucks. He goes, oh, so why don't you like spend more time fishing so you can get, make more money, and then you know you can go and now with that you can buy another boat. He goes, oh okay. And he goes, well, what do I do with that? He goes, well, you can hire somebody else. After that, you know, grow your operation. You you know do it really well, and you buy even more boats. You can have a whole flotilla. And then you can come back, you know, and you can be managing all these people. You can make all this money, right? And he goes, okay, well, why would I do all that? He goes, why? Because then you can be a rich man. Okay, uh, I don't really care about being a rich man. He goes, what do you mean? You're rich. You can do anything you want. You know, like me, look at this. I, you know, worked and worked and now I'm here, you know, and on vacation. And he goes, okay, and what are you doing? Yeah, I can just relax on the beach. He goes, yeah, what do you think I was doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? And the guy's like, basically tells him, you took all this time and you wasted, in a way, all these years of life just so you can go and sit and relax on the beach. And the guy goes, well, I'm already doing this. <laughs> Why would I spend all these years of my life and things? So, you know what I mean? Not to say that hard work isn't worth anything. It's, it's, mm -hmm. if, it, but I would say you should do it only if you actually, for the sake of doing the work. Like, if you're really enjoying fishing, go fishing. If you don't enjoy it, don't do it. Just like the same thing, like, 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 you know, I don't know, like me, for example, like I would never do construction for somebody. I just don't think it's work very rewarding, building something that you don't care about for somebody. That's just me. And I, I have a friend, for example, who got into construction. He loves it. But guess what? I actually built multiple things in my life. And actually, actually last thing is, you know, <laughs> my house, right? As you know, I, I kind of gutted it all and rebuilt it. Right. And I, but I did it because I genuinely, like, I could have hired somebody. I had the money. It wasn't about that. I literally wanted to kind of like test my skills. I was curious. I was, you know, what I mean, like, I was genuinely enjoying the process. Right. So it wasn't and sometimes like, it's just you, you want to have that, um, like that feeling that like you you accomplished this it, like this is this exactly. is something i made like this is like i put on even in my in our last house me and my dad did the <clears throat> the floors and all the bedrooms and like you know you just get that feeling of wow like i did that like exactly. these are i put these in it's not just somebody paid and then they're just here it's just like yeah. i put these in like it's but yeah, but for example if you didn't enjoy that and then you're spending 50 years of your life doing that just so you can make money yeah, that so that sucks. one day you can think yeah it sucks <laughs> exactly right so that's what i'm saying yeah, is like i think most people find themselves stuck and because they don't even think about what they're doing really in the long term and it's like it's like that guy the business guy he's right. worked his whole ass you know his, his whole life worked his ass off so that he can at the end what he really wanted to do is to be on a beach relax and go fishing and it's mm -hmm. like well, you could have done that <laughs> much quicker. You could have achieved that goal, <laughs> but you just went about it the wrong way. Exactly. You know? So it's oh, one of the, the things about life. They say they they say the youth is wasted on the young. Yeah, yeah, that is true. <laughs> because it's true. When you if you if you had you know the body of the the body that you had in your youth with you know your mentality now, you would get you know you'd be you'd be in a whole different space in life. You know, that's why it's just, you, you learn things too late a lot of times in life, unfortunately. 
yes, but I don't know. I I feel like maybe if I learned some of the things I've learned in the last like 10 years, if I learned it by the time I'm like 80, then maybe, but I still feel, I don't feel old, you know? And I, No, I'm not saying old. It's just I'm not saying like that. Like I just mean like, but I, I know, know what you, you mean. Probably, like, you probably could, you, you could have probably avoided a lot of, um, Oh yeah. Yeah. And things like that. A lot if of you, unnecessary you drama. Knew, you know, now like, in your 20s early 20s or late teens if you knew what you know now because there's a lot of things that you, you do and you're just like why the hell did i like what was i thinking with that one yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah yeah but all that comes with experience but unfortunately you know you need to live through things to get that experience so exactly but but then in that in that sense though i also feel like fortunate that i went through some of the things that i went through it even though yeah at the time maybe it weren't pleasant but now I kind of go, you know, like, man, like I, I'd be a dumbass if I, if I if I didn't go through that experience in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you need the bad shit to happen to actually, yeah. you know, learn something, or even even if not to learn something, but um, sometimes it just makes you tougher, and you just need the bad experience. But well, that's how it goes. So yeah, I think we gotta just at the end of the day not worry too much about. Time travel, unless we actually get the you know the time travel machine <laughs> back to the future car or something. And Which, then even still, then what? I, you know. Well, yeah, exactly. And then, but then, like I said, it's, it's not like I, 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 if I had it, I'll tell you a time machine. I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't care less about winning the lottery or that stuff. What I would care about is, for example, yeah, like me, like I would want to love to see you know my grandma again, my father, like those mm-hmm. are you know have those experiences, right? I would love to see how the world was. Like, I was always interested in, like, early days of America or, like, the Wild West or, you know, during the, during the for example, like, the times of dinosaurs. You know, I'd love to see those kind of things. I would mm-hmm. just literally go for experiences. I wouldn't go, like, oh, to go, I don't know, yeah. like that one I would, story. I would, I, would, I would do that, too. I would go back just to see certain specific people and, you know, things like that. There's not really too much I would go back to do other than that, but... Mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much what i would do with it just see like probably see just like family members that have passed away and you know that's pretty much it yeah. Yeah. anyways we gotta stop time traveling <laughs> in our heads <laughs> gotta, gotta yeah exactly no that's facts no really i I've, i i make an active like i try to make an active uh make it a thing like every day to try to like you know, just live it now. Like even, even just with certain problems, there's certain problems you just can't control. And it, it makes no sense worrying about them all day. It's not here yet. You know yeah, what exactly. I mean? Yeah. Like you, you spend so much time worrying until that, like, you know, you, you literally just waste it. Like, you and, know, just say you, you have like, for instance, bills, bills coming in and it's like, Oh, I don't know how they're going to pay them. Well, you know, it's not due today. So maybe exactly. yeah, like try to figure something out, but like, don't no, that, like kill yourself over it. Yeah. You know? I mean, don't you also though find that like a lot of what, we tend to worry sometimes about like whether let's say it's finance or something like that. You, if you really think about it, when the actual moment comes, whether it might come in a few minutes or an hour or two or three days, or maybe, you know, in a year from now, when it actually happens, it's usually not as bad as what you're in your head. You sometimes people can, can make, right? Like a lot of times. Yeah. And like, even oh if God. it is, and it, a lot of times it's just you know, it to like resolve it out. Exactly. It goes away eventually. Yeah. So like it doesn't, it never matters as much as you think it's going to. Exactly. And then you're just like, man, I wasted like a week worrying about that. Yeah. I you also find, I mean? 
Because I used to do that when I was younger. Oh man, I used to like sometimes. But like now that I think about it, like stupid shit. But I was like, no. But what if this happens? What if that? And and it took me all these years to figure out that if I can make a plan, like a definite plan to avoid the situation or better the situation, I should just Mm -hmm. do it. But I gotta be like, okay, what can I do now? If I can't do anything about it now, then forget about it. it. Exactly. When the moment comes, I'll deal with it. Like we could just say it was like using that example again. Like you got like. A crazy bill coming out next week. At the end of the day, you could die today. So exactly, and then you wasted all that time worrying. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's like you could have just been enjoying yourself. Like that bill, like when you're dead, the bill's gone. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the same way. And that's what I. That's how I always try to put it in my head. Like if I can't do anything about it, try to stop worrying about it because you know I might not even wake up tomorrow. You know, so you know what's the point in sitting here worrying about it? Just laugh it up. <laughs> exactly laugh it off or whatever make like like obviously don't be an idiot like still whatever your problem is or bill or whatever it is try to figure it out but like figure it out in increments like you know like take if you have like two weeks maybe you take like an hour today and if you're not getting anywhere on your plan think about it tomorrow yeah, yeah. You know? like exactly because like, that's what i heard advice from somebody like years ago or as you said like if you can't do anything about your problem or your issue right now then don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, you can exactly. think about it, but don't worry about it. If you can do something right now, then you'll you'll do it. But if you can't, exactly it. if it's not, if it's out of your hands, yeah. like you know, if it's something that's someone else controlling or the world is controlling or whatever, like you you can't do anything about it. So sitting here worrying about it and talking about it isn't going to change anything. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. It's all it's going to do is like stress you out, ruin your day. You know, so. There's no point to that. We don't know how many days we got. So, like, what's the point sitting here, you know, worrying about it? Yeah. Good talk, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Always. As always. How was, uh, how was the move, though, overall? I know you're in your new place. Oh, man. How was the new like, place? In turn, like, being positive, um, <clears throat> the place is much bigger. Okay. We mainly moved to get my son a backyard and a um, basement, which we got. So, in terms of that stuff, it's been good. But, what, you what? know, moves are never... What are you going to do in the basement? What am I going to do with it? Yeah, like in the basement, you have plans? I think so is it, is it far, finished I want to have um, workout equipment on one side, and I want to do a home theater system at some point. Like, ah, pretty okay. Soon. So kind of like, a, like, like a man cave kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, well, not, well, yeah, sort of, but like mostly they're just like, I'm trying to do something like uh, entertainment-wise, like, Cause you know, I want to be able to have people buy and stuff and you know, like I'm thinking more in terms of like get togethers and stuff. So, so, so you, you're, for not, me, like, you're not I'm bugging really your son. And, sorry. Yeah. So you can like hang out with your buddies while you can let your son sleep kind of thing. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Like watch UFC boxing or even like, even with him too, I figure like, you know, a, a home theater system would be useful even for kids. Cause like all kinds of movies come out and this and that, and it's just a better experience. Like I, I find like you like you're, you spend a lot of time at home too. So you want to make sure that when you are home, you have stuff to do. So I figured that that would be cool for when we're home. And then, like I said, we mainly bought it also for the backyard and the backyard's big. So he's been out there every day since, (laughs) since we've been here like the last few days. So yeah, he loves it. Like at my dad's house, whenever we visit there, he, it's hard to get him out of the backyard. He's an outdoor guy. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, which is good because you know this, in this day and age, that's not easy. No, <laughs> once he gets older or old enough, start taking him camping. 
Although I don't know how yeah, much yeah, of a I camper you do, like a lot of different things like that with him. Like I already have him in classes. Like earlier today, we actually, um, when we were talking, um, I took him to swimming. Like he did, he does swimming lessons now, and you know I plan to put him in a few other classes. And does he enjoy the water? Active. Like I want him to be an active kid. Uh-huh. He enjoys the water. He's not scared. No, no, he's never been scared. He's been swimming since he was like a, maybe like three or four months old maybe four months old i forget whenever it is that you can start he started like immediately because it's it's a safety thing right you want him to be able to swim yeah yeah. and so he's always liked it never had a problem we have pictures of him underwater when he was like like you know like uh you know less than six months old or something like that um but there was a little bit of a break um, so he he kind of like kind of reverted a little bit because and and also because when we first took him to classes i was in the pool with him but now it's like just teachers so he wasn't doing well for a bit but now he's kind of back on track i i know what you mean well my kids were similar in that yeah when they were small like really small they couldn't walk i would just throw them in the pool and just jump with them so (laughs) <laughs> they sometimes got like, you know, but then they got used to it. Then after that, there was like a period where they just like were all, you know, they could walk. They just didn't want to do what I was telling them or they would run away. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of almost became like afraid of water. But then then they slowly started like, I just basically just gave up and said, ah, whatever, they'll, they're going to be whatever. They, 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 mm-hmm. they'll, they'll never go swimming. And then they kind of went on their own when I wasn't forcing them. And then, and especially once we moved to Florida and we have, you know, a pool in our backyard they're just there like every day because it's hot mm-hmm. and it's, but it started and I know it is with them only like dipping a little bit or staying to the edge or on the shallow end. And mm-hmm. then I don't know when, but dude, man, like, you know, now you look at them and they're like, you know, they're seven and five and they're, uh, and they're both crazy. I mean, they'll run, do flips in the pool, you know, <laughs> no, no life jackets, nothing. They dive like I play. That's good. Yeah, it's it's like when I think back of how they were before, I'm like, holy crap! Like they'll go on the deep end and they dive to the bottom, pick up things, and like a fish. That's like really that. good. Yeah. That's really good. Because I was you, horrible. You living in Florida and all that, you need to be a good swimmer. Everybody should know how to like, even if you're not yeah. like an Olympic swimmer, everybody should know how to like keep alive in the pool at yeah. the very least. You know yeah, it's I mean? it's an essential skill. Yeah. Exactly. Like I'm not like the best swimmer. I'm not anywhere near like. My cousins in Barbados, like they they can swim, but like I could I can stay alive. <laughs> I know if I'm going in a pool, if I'm in the deep end, I'm gonna survive. <laughs> but yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, no, it's an important skill. All right, anyways, let's end it. Let's end it on this note. <laughs> yes, started with time travel, ended with swimming. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. So we, I guess we, we we've uh, what's the conclusion here? So you believe. Time travel is uh, it's a well, thing. I, I, well, I mean, scientifically, it's possible. Sometimes, mm-hmm. no, it's possible. Whether it's ever practical is a different story. I, I keep an open mind, saying, I think it. You know, like again, just like a hundreds or more, or hundred fifty years ago, people thought you couldn't travel faster than you know hundred kilometers an hour or like 50, 60 miles per hour because you would literally mm-hmm. disintegrate your body. Well, now we know, okay, I mean, we can do that a lot faster, right? Uh, we've traveled in airplanes and stuff, you know, a few, you know, several times, you know, a dozen times faster. So, so right. that's not an issue. And so, again, just because we can't conceive of that, well, we know that basically, as far as right now, we know that the speed limit is, you know, in the universe is, is the speed of sound. 
uh, of speed of sound, <laughs> speed of light. Right. Um, we, you know, because we're already, but that's another thing. Like people didn't, you know, for the longest time, didn't think you could travel faster than sound. Now, you know, you go Mac two or three, right? You know, Mac just means yeah. means you're you're getting, you know, at the speed of sound or two or three times the speed of sound. So that's not a, you know, so we've, th- that's a whole other thing. That uh, again, like it just at one point it was not possible. Now it's like you know, common common knowledge. So I exactly. do, I do think. With technology progressing the, the way it is, I think it is eventually something that we're gonna reach the speed of sound. Now, mm-hmm. whether somebody at that time then decides to use that to build a time machine, uh, you know, and whether they've ever gone faster than the speed of uh, or speed of light, sorry, uh, so that they could actually go back in time again. That I, I mean, I just don't know. But if it is possible then i guess those people have already been here because time is not an issue <laughs> exactly you know, no so. i think that was a perfect way to put it like but i, I also think going into it i've never really thought that you could try time travel just because of paradoxes we talked about before but like you know i think I've, by the end of the conversation i'm kind of leaning towards you know it's possible you know what i mean but it's, i also think possible. i also think though most of those stories are complete bs that, that we heard <laughs> oh no i'm not saying the stories are real yeah. i just mean like scientifically it does sound like i guess it would be possible yeah like i was kind of leaning towards at the beginning and not possible but now i'm kind of leaning towards it could be one day yeah it could be exactly and if it happens one day then that means it exists everywhere because you can time travel right exactly. but again, but again the people i guess who would have that knowledge maybe they hopefully be smart enough to know not to create those paradoxes or whatever right like, like where they're messing with things like for all we know, I don't know, maybe those alien sightings, maybe, again, they're just people from the future, and they just come down just to look at us, because they're curious, you know, it's like it's like an attraction park, like, instead of, like, why go to Disney World, you know, to see, I don't know, how, you know, things used to be back in the day when you go to, like, those different attractions. Yeah. When you can, say, there is a theory of that. There is, actually, I've read a theory, and they made a video, I'll send it to you another time, of... Um, basically like uh, a concept of aliens coming back in time. Like they're essentially time travelers and not really. Yeah. Aliens per se. Yeah. That, I, that, that is plausible to me. And, but I, I also think that if they did that, they would probably just be, be almost out of curiosity. They'd be like, Hey, you know, let's see how our great, 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 great grandfather and mother or whatever, you know, how they lived. And they were just exactly, like, yeah. You know, or or what I would do. I'd be curious to see how my ancestors, what they did, you know? Exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're aware of what kind of a mess you can create by interacting, then you'd probably just always stay up in the sky there and man. Yeah, know. and be careful, exactly. Yeah, just look at it from a distance, kind of be like, oh, cool, you know. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, yeah, I guess it's a possibility. But at the same time, yeah. I, it's not something I worry about <laughs> or think about. No, not much. at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyways, I guess that's it for this one. So, thank you, all guys. Right. See you in the next one. All right. Peace.